Hey there, Crimeholics. It's your host, Kinsey. I am finally back after a month off, and Holly and I are so happy to be picking up where we left off. We want to say thank you to those of you who have been patiently waiting for our return. Holly and I both are now out of the state of South Dakota and at our new homes, and we are so excited to get this going again. It meant so much to us that we were receiving messages, making sure that we were coming back. We are here, we're ready to go, and we have so many exciting things in the works. Not only will we be running our regular weekly show, but our Patreon membership will be launching soon. We will now have a blog where you can go and read about our cases, and we will also be starting our very own YouTube channel. So be sure to stick around for these exciting new things. On this episode of Cremaholics, I will be bringing you a brand new Missing Mondays episode. Missing Mondays was a segment that was created by Holly and I because 90,000 people are missing in the U.S. at any given time. While some are found alive or deceased, the majority are still missing today. So our goal with Missing Mondays is to be able to keep missing persons' name and information in the media to aid in their return home the best that they can. On this episode of Missing Mondays, I will be bringing you the missing person case of Joseph Schuyler Burnley. Joseph went into the woods with a friend to never be seen alive again. Joseph Schuyler Burnley went by the name of Sky, so I will be referring to him as Sky throughout this entire episode. He was last seen on June 3rd, 2016 at the age of 27. He stands at 5 feet 9 inches tall and weighs approximately 160 pounds. He has dark blonde brown hair, hazel eyes. He was last seen wearing a short-sleeved yellow button-down shirt, blue shorts, a baseball cap, and he has tattoos on his chest, abdomen, and both arms. Skye was the oldest of three kids who were primarily raised by their mother in Brandon, Mississippi. Everybody that knew Skye described him as somebody who was always smiling and happy. He was really well-mannered. Everything was yes ma'am, yes sir. He would hold the doors for people. His mother did a great job raising him. Skye was a really great student who excelled in every sport that he played. After high school, Skye had big plans of wanting to join the military, but shortly after graduation, Skye gets tied up with drugs and he gets caught with pills and ends up getting himself arrested. After Skye was arrested for the pill charge, he was sentenced to two years in jail. While he was serving that two-year jail sentence, Skye starts having a lot of trouble while he is in jail. He's having trouble adjusting, there's major issues happening, and he's starting to feel like he's literally having to fight for his life. So he felt that he had no other choice but to join a gang in order to be able to survive the two years. And what I have read about this gang, it's one of those gangs that they take things really seriously. Basically, the only way you're getting out of this gang is if you are dead. After Sky was released, he was able to turn his life around and became a born-again Christian and worked a really great job in construction for about seven years. And he had a really beautiful girlfriend and they were living a really great life and everything was just working out in their favor. At the time of Sky's disappearance in 2016, he was living with his 92-year-old grandmother who he took care of every single day. On the evening of June 2nd, 2016, Sky left his grandmother's house to head over to a friend's house and told her that he would be staying the night and would return the next morning. 
This was already a bit of an odd situation for Skye because according to his family, Skye would always find someone to take care of his grandmother while he was gone or would never even really stay gone for too long. But he was leaving her at the home alone for a long period of time. After leaving his grandmother's house, Skye went to the home of Travis Brewers and Amanda Morris. That night, the only people that were at the home was Travis, Amanda, their four-year-old daughter, and Skye. Now, what events took place that night inside the home are unknown. Nobody knows what they did that night, if they had left the home and came back, if they had been drinking, or if there was any drugs involved. And again, nobody knows the reasoning for Skye wanting to stay the night at Travis and Amanda's But again, it was odd because he would never really just leave his grandmother alone for that long period of time. The next morning around 9 a.m., Travis walked outside his home and noticed that his older Chevy pickup truck had been stolen. Travis proceeds to go back into the home and tell Amanda and Skye that his truck was stolen. He has no idea where it went, but his cell phone happened to be in the truck overnight and he would be able to use the Find My Phone app to track down his truck. I am not familiar with this app at all whatsoever. I've never had to use it. I don't even have an iPhone. So I wanted to look up online what this app was about. And from everything that I have read about this app, it seems extremely accurate in being able to locate your phone. So I can completely understand why Travis thinks that he's going to be able to find his truck with his cell phone in it using the Find My Phone app. Sky, being the great and nice guy that he is, offers to go with Travis to locate the truck. Instead of just Sky and Travis going, for whatever reason, Travis brings along his four-year-old daughter and Amanda. So the four of them drive down towards Bridges Road, which is a wooded area east of Brandon, Mississippi. But prior to arriving at Bridges Road, the four of them make a quick stop at a local gas station for some snacks. The gas station surveillance camera was actually able to pick up footage of the four-door sedan that they were driving in, and then it showed both Travis and Skye getting snacks from inside the gas station. And this is the very last time that Skye was ever seen alive, and this was around 9.45 a.m. on June 3rd. After the four of them leave the gas station, they head out to Bridges Road, which is east of Brandon. This area is wooded, but it is by no means desolate or in a very rural area. I looked on Google Earth to see exactly what was surrounding this wooded area where Sky went missing. And there is roads on every single side of this wooded area. Once they arrived there, the girls had stayed in the car and Travis and Skye got out and headed into the woods to look for Travis's truck. Supposedly, the men were using Skye's cell phone to be able to use the Find My Phone app to locate Travis's cell phone and truck. While the two men were out there, for whatever reason, they decided to split up. Which really does not make any sense because, again, after looking into the Find My Phone app, it's really, really accurate. So why would they decide to split up and go separate ways to look when they could literally use the app to take them right to the truck? 
that part really made no sense whatsoever. After going their separate ways, Travis is walking around the woods. He's trying to find his truck, but he was unsuccessful. So he decides to go ahead and head back to the car that had Amanda and their daughter in it. According to Travis, he told law enforcement that the car that they were driving did not have air conditioning. And given that it was June in Mississippi, it was extremely hot. So he wanted to get back to the car to check on Amanda and the baby. And Travis was not able to find Sky. He never came back to the car. Travis ends up telling law enforcement that because they did not have air conditioning in the car and it was so hot, he had no choice but to leave Sky behind in the woods. Before I go any further, I want to point something out that kind of stuck out to me. At this day and age, every single person has a cell phone on them. If Sky had his cell phone on him, it made me think, why would they not use Amanda's cell phone in order to try to contact Sky? Maybe Amanda did not have a cell phone, but Again, given this day and age, it makes it really hard to believe that Amanda didn't have a cell phone. So why would you not try to call Skye's phone to see where he is if Skye had his phone on him like Travis said he did? When Travis Brewers was interviewed by police, he told them that he did go back out to Bridges Road to try to find Skye after he took Amanda and the baby home. He said that he was again unsuccessful in finding Sky, so he just went back home. This is still pretty early in the day on June 3rd. Travis Brewers did not call law enforcement until midnight on June 4th. When he calls law enforcement, he starts telling them that his truck is missing, he can't find it anywhere, he tried to locate it, and from the 911 call, he basically was really concerned about his truck missing and then at the end very nonchalantly said oh by the way my friend is missing he went out there to help me I cannot find him. If your friend has been missing for this amount of time why in the world have you not already called somebody to let them know that he is missing and then when you did call hours and hours later your truck was your biggest concern. That seems extremely suspicious. The next day after Travis calls law enforcement, he ends up going over to Travis's family's home and leaves a note on the door that says, Travis Brewers, Sky is missing. I cannot find him. I'm worried something has happened. This obviously puts his family into a quick panic and they do the right thing and call law enforcement and let them know that this note was left at their home. Their son has been missing for some time over on Bridges Road and they need somebody out there to help look. Law enforcement takes this very serious, even though he is an adult, and sometimes law enforcement says that people just walk away. They took it very serious. They went right out to Bridges Road, and they started searching the woods for Skye. While they were out looking for Skye in the woods, there was just no trace or sign of him at all. According to Skye's mom, this area was extremely muddy from the rain, so there was not any type of footprints in the mud that they could follow. They were not able to pick up on a scent trail. There was just no sign of sky whatsoever. Texas EquiSearch even had come in to help, and there was just nothing. Given that there is absolutely no trace of sky, law enforcement decide that they're going to go ahead and focus on Travis Brewers and Amanda Morris. 
And would you guess their stories just don't add up and there is several inconsistencies. Law enforcement went ahead and got several search warrants for their home and their cars. While they were executing the search warrants, Travis Brewers was given a lie detector test which came back that there was some deceit in his answers. During the search of Amanda and Travis's house, they did find drug paraphernalia, so the two of them were arrested and taken into police custody, and their poor sweet baby girl was handed over to DHS. The two of them were booked and charged with a misdemeanor, but according to Skye's mom, the judge actually set the bond really high. It was about $100,000, which is really high for a misdemeanor charge, but that tells us that law enforcement really believes that Travis and Amanda had something to do with Skye's disappearance, and they wanted them in police custody so they could get to the bottom of it. As law enforcement is investigating Skye's disappearance, they decide pretty quickly that Sky was likely the victim of foul play. They do not believe that Travis and Amanda themselves did something to Sky, and that is why he is missing, but they are positive that Travis and Amanda likely set up this entire scenario about Travis's truck missing, so that way they could get Sky out into the woods alone, and that somebody was likely waiting in the woods to take Sky. This scenario makes so much sense because in the beginning of this, it really made no sense to me why Travis had him and Sky split up when they were using the phone for the Find My Phone app, and that's an accurate app. Why would you go off in a separate way without a cell phone? So police believe that Travis had him and Sky separate to be able to push Sky into the direction of whoever was there waiting for him. This scenario also makes so much more sense than Sky just going missing in the woods because, like I stated before, this area is completely surrounded by multiple roads. So even if Sky did happen to get lost in the woods, no matter which direction you turn, he would have popped out onto some type of road where there's lots of civilization and people. So nothing really added up until police came up with this possible scenario. But then people were wondering, okay, if this is what happened, who was waiting there in the woods for Sky, and why in the world would they want to take him? And was this really a setup? I want to go back and talk about Sky's time in jail and him joining the gang Simon City Royals. According to Sky's family, he had a whole lot of information on this gang. And there was a lot of talk about Sky going to be giving that information to law enforcement. Whether or not it is true that Sky was going to be giving information about this gang to law enforcement is unknown. But when law enforcement went over to Sky's house to investigate after he went missing, they found a letter in his room on his bed where his Bible was also sitting open. And this letter was written to his girlfriend at the time. And his family explained this letter that it sounded like it was a goodbye letter. The contents of this letter stated things like, no matter what happens, keep pushing forward. You're strong. Make sure you live out our plans and I will see you again one day. Now that we know that Sky was likely going to snitch on this gang and this goodbye letter was found, the police's scenario that Travis likely set up Sky for him to be grabbed in the woods 
sounds extremely correct. And given that goodbye letter, it's almost as if Sky knew his time was running out and he knew exactly what was going to happen. Unfortunately, law enforcement has never been able to gather enough evidence or proof that there was a third person out there in the woods who grabbed Sky. But given all of the information that I have gathered, I have to agree with law enforcement that is likely what happened to Sky. People out there know exactly what happened to Sky, and it's going to take somebody from the public in that area to step up and tell what happened. So that way Sky's family can get some closure. Because according to Sky's family at this point, they just want him home, whether that means he is coming home alive or not. As a mother myself, I can never imagine being in so much pain that no matter the outcome, I just want one or the other. My heart breaks for his mom. Joseph Schuyler Burnley was last seen on June 3rd, 2016 in Brandon, Mississippi off of Bridges Road. At the time, he was 27 years old. He stands at 5 feet 9 inches tall and weighs approximately 160 pounds. He has dark blonde brown hair, hazel eyes. At the time of his disappearance, he was wearing a short-sleeved yellow button-down shirt, blue shorts, and a baseball cap, and he has tattoos on his chest, abdomen, and both arms. If you have any information on the disappearance of Joseph Schuyler Burnley, please contact the Sheriff's Office at 601-825-1480. If you haven't already, I highly encourage you to join our Crimeaholics podcast discussion group on Facebook or follow us on Instagram where I will have pictures of Sky posted. Crimeaholics, as always, be aware and take care. Mm-hmm.